Hi, this is Runa and you're listening to the Chainsmakers podcast where we share tips, insight, tools and stories from other Chainsmakers designed to motivate you to become the change you want to see in your world. Make sure you join our Chainsmakers community at runamagnus.com forward slash podcast. And now, this is your time to sit back, relax and enjoy. Sponsored by the No More Boxes World Tour, raising awareness towards the limiting, isolating, and divisive boxes human beings consistently place themselves and others into. Boxes such as women are this, men are that, when in fact we come in all types and all forms. The purpose of the No More Boxes Tour is to introduce to a global audience the power, value, and impact of a world without boxes. Through our No More Boxes Breakthrough event, also known as Breakfast Club, where each event creates a unique and safe space to have non-judgmental and empowering conversation, tackling the most challenging and difficult areas we face in creating a world that is diverse and productive. The mission with the Normal Boxes movement is to liberate each individual from the boxes with which limits, isolate, or depower them. The Normal Boxes global movement is already shaking the world. And if you want to see a world that is harnessing people's natural talent, leads to human liberation, peace, and happiness, and find out more about the movement and how to set up Normal Boxes Breakfast Club or how to sponsor one of our global events, please go to nomoreboxesmovement.com. Now let's go into our guest in this special episode. Gloria Felt. She is an acclaimed expert on women, power, and leadership with decades of frontline leadership experience, a best-selling author, and in-demand keynote speaker. She is co-founder and president of Take the Lead, whose mission reflects her life's passion to prepare, develop, inspire, and prosper women to take their fair and equal share of leadership position across all sectors by 2025. By providing breakthrough training, mentoring, and coaching role modeling and thought leadership, this signature 50 Women Can Change the World program is an immersive version of her nine leadership power tools to advance your career, customized by industry for women in early career, mid-career, and executive levels. She is the best-selling author of four books, the latest, No Excuses, Nine Way Women Can Change How We Think About Power, the research for which plus her own real-world knowledge forms the core of Take the Lead programs. She is formerly president and CEO of the world's largest reproductive health and advocacy organization, Planned Parenthood Federation of America. Now, Gloria was named by Vanity Fair one of America's top 200 women leaders, legends, and trailblazers. She's been the glamorous woman of the year. She knows how to inspire women, and not only women, because I can tell you, this episode was really about how the world can be a better world by harnessing our talent and how that we as individuals start to harness our own talent, skills, and knowledge. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Gloria Bell. Gloria, I can't tell you how excited I am to have you as our guest at the Changemakers podcast. Welcome. Thank you, Runa. And we have been talking back and forth for so many years. I'm extremely delighted and thrilled that we finally have made it right here together, at least on camera. At least on camera. Exactly. Yeah. Like we're saying before I press the recording button, I mean, yeah, there are maybe oceans between us. I'm located in Iceland at the moment. You're in New York City. Uh, That doesn't stop us. And that should not stop us from really uh, connecting with uh, other like-minded people around the world. People that, like yourself, Gloria, really stepping up, showing all of us that it is possible to make a difference in your world. It is possible to stand up for what you believe in and take a certain role in your life that is not only changing your life personally, but also making such a positive influence to so many. I know there are thousands, if not hundreds of thousands or millions of people out there that have listened and been inspired by you. So this is going to be a good one. I want to start by asking you one question. In your talk, I've heard you say one specific sentence that I think is absolutely just spoke with me and that was the sentence power unused is power useless oh thank you runa for flagging that particular comment and i usually say it i almost always say it immediately after i have shared with women all the reasons why we already have the power in our hands you know, we have been earning the majority of college degrees, and this is a global statistic, not just the United States. Yeah. We, we have been earning the majority of college degrees. We're getting educated. We're getting prepared. We buy, and this is, again, a global statistic, we buy 80 to 85% of all of the consumer goods and services, so we have the power of the purse if we choose to use it. We have the business case now where every big consulting company from McKinsey on down has found that companies that have more women in their upper leadership, whether it's their boards, their CEO, their their executive suite, make more money. It's more profitable to have gender equity in a company than not. So we have all of these things in our favor. We already have the power in our hands, but the message I want to deliver to women is I could tell you how wonderful you are all day long and it wouldn't make one bit of difference if you don't use that, if you don't use that power in your hand. So that's why I say power unused is power useless. You have a responsibility when you have all of those capabilities. We have the responsibility as women to move ourselves forward and bring other women with us. Oh yeah, Uh, totally that. And that leads me to another observation and a question as well. You see, I I couldn't agree with you more. I think there's been more than a decade. It's more than two decades where women overall, there are more women graduating from the university. Mm -hmm. And there are, so the education, there used to be one of the things that the shoots women had to do 
to be accepted. Well, you have to get an education. Well, now you have to get an, you know, it's not only the education, you have to be experienced, you know, no, 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 no. You, you know, they're always like the additional, additional, additional. And I can get that you can get really tired of that. But I also see, and, and now I just have to be really frank, and I don't want to generalize this at all, that this is just women, because I see this with both gender. And that is just basically somehow allowing yourself to be so comfortable that you don't do the things that are uncomfortable to make that change, to to step up and become the role model that you want to see for your children or you want to see in your community, you know, basically just step up your game. Like you're saying, what do you see? Why is this so difficult for so many? Well, I mean, first of all, it's easier. It's easier <laughs> not to, yeah, it's e- it really, if you think about it, yeah. I mean, it's, it's easy to fall back into a, a comfort level. Yeah. But truly it's when you get beyond your comfort zone that the magic happens. And that's really when, that's really when you can not only make life better for yourself and your family and your world, but you can have such a sense of, of gratification and purpose. And I think really most people are looking for that kind of sense yeah. of purpose in their lives. And so once, once you can identify what, what that purpose is for you, what is it that, that you, I call this wearing the shirt, Meaning, uh, what would you? What do you believe so strongly that you would yeah. put it on the front of your shirt and wear it to yeah. the gym? Oh, that's a great one. Oh, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. wear the shirt. Yeah. And, yeah. and and when you know what's on your shirt, then you get driven by that. You get inspired by that. You you know that you you maybe you can't do everything all by yourself to make that thing happen. I mean, if it's social justice, if it's if it's building a company, if you know whatever it is. But if but it has to start with you. Yeah. And and I don't know about anybody else, but this is the way it works for me. And it's that I start to get an adrenaline rush now. It was hard at the beginning when I stepped out, stepped out of my comfort zone, and I did things that were difficult and scary. But the more I did those things, the more I grew those courage muscles, the more I get an adrenaline rush, I mean literally, from doing what other people say can't be done. Yeah. Or, or, or doing something that is, that is a stretch for me, at least, that's, that's yeah. harder for me, right? Yes. Yeah, I resonate with this myself, personally. Do you think, speaking of, you know, stretching your, your confidence or your, what do you call it, courage muscle, do you today even find that when you hear someone say something is impossible, that that triggers you? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, people say to me, my mission in having started Take the Lead, which is, you know, my nonprofit organization I started five years ago. And our mission is, our mission is gender parity in leadership yeah. by 2025. Yeah. Now, uh, people say to me, are you kidding? You know, the, the most optimistic projections for the United States, and I'm only basing this on the United States, it will take a little longer globally, but not that much, I think, because of all the things that are happening right now, and things that people like you are doing everywhere, all over the world. But the most optimistic projection for the U.S. is that it will take 17 more years, and the World Economic Forum has said variously that it will take 150 to 200 and some odd years globally for women to reach parity in leadership and in pay. And to that I, that just spurs me on because I know 
that that change can be made. I know that, and I know it's not that it's easy, but it's also not complicated. It's yeah. it's about having that intention, and then starting to put one foot in front of the other until you get there, and 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 mobilizing other people who share your point of view, which is why I love connecting with you, Runa, and women like you around the world, because we're all on the same mission and we can get there a lot faster together than we can by ourselves. And so you find the other people who share your point of view, you have the courage to put those issues out into the world, and then you just keep moving toward it. And you can make any change you want to that way. And sometimes just putting the wheels in motion is enough. And I, let me, let me, let me relate this to the Me Too movement, for example. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not like women haven't been banding together to fight sexual harassment for many years, right? Yeah. And abuse and violence and all of those things. But if you're out there doing those things, at some point, something will happen that will be that strategic inflection moment. And it will push you forward in a way you never expected. And that's exactly what the Me Too movement has done is, okay, this is a moment. And now it's our job to make sure people understand it. Sexual harassment isn't about sex. It's about power. It's about power. power. And if we really want to change the culture, now is the time we need to move toward having gender parity in every single sector, in every organization, in pay, in power, in position period, in the story. That's what will make the big change. And, and that's why I think we can do it by 2025, even though people tell me it's impossible. Well, here is my observation. I was just watching when you were saying this, that something is impossible. I'm becoming more and more aware of how powerful our language is and how powerful our choice of words can be for ourselves and for others. And the more that I become aware of this, and this has really been um, a transformative journey for myself as I've been watching my own language, my own choice of words, thinking, no, I have to change this, really. This is, doesn't have the right energy to it, or, or it's not really exactly what, what I want to make the point across, you know, all of those things. But the more that I see how powerful it is, how we can use our language in a way that really makes a difference, I got an aha moment yet last night. I was I was watching a documentary, and that documentary was all about the 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 uh, the catastrophic that where the world is, is basically facing when it comes to plastic. I know mm-hmm. I know it's a little bit different conversation here, but it, it was yes. a catastrophic thing, and it had it was leading to change. And one person in that documentary said a sentence that I just thought, wow. This is why things are happening. This is one of the reasons why things are happening so slowly. Because he said, people don't change fast. People change slowly. And I thought, if we are going to continue telling ourselves the things that have to do with change, change slowly, it will change slowly. Right, right. So just changing that into making people realize they can change if they want to change or changing that language or changing the sentence into, we need to inspire more people to see what that means to them, to their families, to their children, to their grandchildren, whatever, so that they're aligned, like you said, that what are the things that they want to be, have on their, on their shirts? 
Well, I think that I think that if I may just jump in here, it yeah. is that people who say change happens slowly, they aren't wrong if you're just letting the change happen as it happens. Yeah. But I, you know, in my view, nothing happens by itself. People make things happen and yes. people make things happen faster. Yes. I want to give you an example since you brought up the issue of plastics. There's an incredible woman who I have known for about 10 or 12 years. And in fact, I profiled her in my book, No Excuses. And I met her at a conference where we were both speaking. She had just started basically a movement all by herself that has become really global. And it has to do with plastics. She had seen a picture of the devastation that our plastic waste causes for the fish and wildlife in the ocean. Yeah. And that upset her so much, she saw that there were Brita filters. And she persuaded Clorox, which owns Brita, to make those, one woman, to make those filters biodegradable. She literally started a global movement to do that. She had thousands of people reading her blog, one woman. Now, fast forward to today. This woman, her name is Beth Terry. In her profession, she is a bookkeeper and she is working with take the lead now yeah. and 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 I just you know I marvel at the fact that she's very you know she's very humble about it she doesn't really talk about it but by herself in her you know in her home she figured out how to live practically plastic free yeah. wow. and to show the rest of the world how to do that and so you don't have to be rich or famous. You don't have to be, you don't have to have a huge following. You just have to start taking the action. Without that action, change does not happen. So those people who say change is very slow, they're right if nobody is actually leading the change. Mm -hmm. But when somebody or some bodies are leading a change, it can happen quickly. Yeah. So what, what I'm hearing you say and this is such a great example of, of taking the initiative and just doing it, that story. But what I'm hearing you say is when you hear someone say think change happens slowly, that you challenge that. I would say, yeah. Well, so what are you doing to make that change happen faster? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are you, doing, are you doing it yourself? If not, you know, you can give money to this organization that does. Okay. Or yeah. You can at least tell your friends, you can post on social media. There are lots of things you can do that don't take a lot of time and money and you can be very effective as one individual. But if you join with other people, you can be even more effective. Yeah, totally. So with the, your organization, Take the Lead, and now with your new book, No Excuses, can you share with us what is your, like, your, what is your big vision? What do you want the Take the Lead and your book? What do you want that to... Well, so first of all, let me just say that my book isn't new. Uh, my book is now approaching its 10th anniversary, which just freaks oh, really? me out. So I am working on- So fresh. <laughs> yes, I am working on the update to it because I think many things have changed in the last 10 years. And I, I think we are definitely picking up the pace toward gender parity. My big vision is that in every single sector, women will be at 50% the leadership, top leadership positions. And that when that happens, that will be a better, healthier world for women and men, for communities. We've already seen, 
you know, I don't know if anybody was watching the U.S. Open, and I don't know if, if people will be watching this when that's still a... Apologies. Uh, so I was watching the women at the U.S. Open. Yeah. The, the female tennis players and the way they were supporting each other. Yeah. Now, that's an example of a different kind of behavior than you see from the men. It's not that the men are deliberately doing something bad. It's just difference in socialization. Mm. And... I think we are at this point right now, and this is, this is my really, this is where I think my big vision can happen of gender parity by 2025. It is that the very issues of socialization that women have always been told are what are wrong with us turn out to be what is right with us and is exactly what the world needs right now because we have been socialized to think about what other people are thinking, to read the room better, to be a little less taking of risks, you know, to, to think before we jump, mm. to actually to value that education, to believe we need to know what we're doing before we do it. That turns out to be a good thing if yeah. you're running a company yeah. rather than yeah. jump off into some risky behavior that's going to cost your shareholders lots of money. We have been socialized to be a bit more collaborative. And when I watched those female tennis giants, all of them, supporting each other, what I realized is they understand that power isn't a finite pie. Mm -hmm. And that if they help each other in what I call sister courage, if they help each other and support each other, they all have more power. Mm -hmm. and, and I don't think men have been socialized to think along those lines. And so I believe that as women ascend into power, we can actually help men to have a more expansive view of how they can utilize power in the world and a kinder view. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when you're talking about women, so many women being socialized into taking that, you know, it's accepted. It's okay as a woman to embrace another woman. Oh, yes. But, it's not only but okay. Maybe when, when you're saying that, is it as accepted in our society for men? who are kind and collaborative and caring and loving and have all those elements in them, is that as socially accepted? So that's a really good question because anytime anybody breaks their gender stereotype, they are subject to possibly ridicule even. That's what uh, I mean, yeah. You know, I, I mean, I was reflecting on as they were describing the male tennis players in the open and the, yeah. the, the, you know, the victor and the the second runner-up, uh, they were saying, the, the new bad boy, he's the new bad boy. And I'm like, oh, give me a break. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, if that's, if that's the way you're going to describe them and that's what gives them, uh, you know, coverage on television, that's what gives yeah. them notoriety, that's how they're going to behave. They're going to be okay. bad boys. They're going to break their rackets. They're going to, yeah. you know, they're going to. So we are, we are all, I guess, in a sense, victims of our socialization. Yeah. And what's valuable about having gender diversity in an organization is that you get a chance to experience uh, both of those lines of socialization. And I think that it, it, it enables women to become less risk averse and to be more willing to stand up and speak out. And it also, I think, gives men permission 
to be more thoughtful and, and, and not to feel they have to, you know, be testosterone driven yeah. every minute of the day, you know, they can actually let their feelings be shown if they need to. And I think one good example of that is the number of men who now take parental leave when they have children. Yeah. And oh, I yeah. know it's, it's still, it's still, even in the most feminist of cultures, it's still not a hundred percent. But there are so many more men who are wanting to be part of their children's lives. And I, I have to say, I think that alone actually will help soften them up a little and, and enable them to feel their emotions more fully. Yeah, we have that over here in Iceland. We had that for, for a number of years. I don't, I don't know. No, you're so far ahead of most of the world. And yes, men are allowed personally in the work that I've been doing, I'm going so much into, I would like to see human beings being accepted for who they are. But that make basically, when I'm saying that, I'm indicating that every human being has to take the effort to then get to know who they are. Mm, yeah, so, so true. Truly show that to the world. And whether, regardless of the container that you were born in, and that's when I see that you can unleash all that power that is unused. Absolutely. And, and, and uh, truly, Runa, I think what you're saying is so true because if you look at the greatest leaders in the world, yeah. in whatever, whether it's government or corporate or whatever, the great leaders that people really relate to generally know themselves very well. Yeah. They have done that deep look. Yeah. And, um, so I, I couldn't agree with you more. Gloria, one last question. I know that our audiences, our audience, change makers worldwide would love to know how to connect with you, would love to know how to get more information about you and even, even contact you to speak at their conferences or their events or whatever. Where, what's the best way? Thank you so much for asking that question. So uh, Take the Lead's URL is taketheleadwomen.com. Taketheleadwomen.com. I have a personal website, gloriafelt.com. So all you need to remember to find me almost anywhere or anytime is that my name is spelled F-E-L-D-T. <laughs> not, not, not necessarily the way it sounds. So Gloria, F-E-L-D-T. And uh, I am Gloria Felt on all social media, and I'm a social media sort of addict, so feel free to contact me there. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Take the Lead is also findable as either Take Lead Women or Take the Lead Women on all social media. And uh, we would love to hear from people uh, and we'd love to just connect and, 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 and find out what people are thinking, feeling. Um, we do training, coaching, role model programs, and thought leadership. And yes, I, I do speak at conferences as well. So, so I'm, I'm and, and by the way, I have a question that I'm asking people right now because my next book is going to be about intention. Okay. As, as No Excuses has been about power. And yeah. I believe the next step is to use the power of intention. Oh, so yeah. Writing about intention. And so I'm asking questions everywhere about what does intention mean to you? Do you have a story about finding your intention. So uh, I'm just putting that out there to the world and, and would be, would love to hear from anybody who wants to talk to me about that. Ah, 
I love that. I'm already thinking about that. I will. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to follow <laughs> yeah. up with you on that. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah, exactly. That goes for another episode <laughs> for sure. Gloria, thank you so much for being our guest on the Chainsmakers podcast. Thank you for inviting me, Runa. Was this podcast of value for you? I sure hope so. If so, feel free to share the love and give us your generous review on iTunes or Stitcher. And remember that you can always go to runamagnus.com to find out more about the Chainsmakers and how we can help you drive the change you want to see in your world.